Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul is again this beautiful morning. Lord, my soul thirsts to know you as unknown. My soul thirsts to come into your presence this beautiful morning. Thank you, Father, because this is the day that you have made. Your word says you will cause us to rejoice and be glad in today. And so, Father, we thank you for the grace that you have given us today. We thank you for the mercies we have received today. We thank you for your love that is poured out on us afresh this morning. We thank you, Lord. Your word says that daily you load us with benefits. And so we thank you for the blessings of today. Be glorified, Lord, forevermore in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you because you are Jehovah Jireh. Lord, you are our provider. You are Jehovah Roy. Lord, our shepherd, you watch over our souls. You are the one who keeps us, O God. You are the one who fights our battles, O God. And we magnify your name, O Lord. Be glorified forevermore in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, as we spend this time in your presence this morning to read your word again, we ask, Lord, speak to us once again. Help us to learn in your presence and cause your name to be glorified once again this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Morphy Eyenike. We continue our reading of the book of the book of, of Luke. Yesterday, we took chapters, completed chapters 8 and then took chapter 9. Today, we'll be taking chapter 10 and 11, somewhere along the line, okay, um, especially in the chapters where we have about uh, 30, 30 something verses. I think you have a few, a few chapters like that down the line. Um, you have a few chapters, especially from chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Okay, we'll be able to catch up back and read three chapters in one day. But today we will be reading chapters 10 and 11. Jesus is going to send out his, his disciples and then we'll read in chapter 11, we'll see Jesus teaching the disciples about prayer. Yes, okay, so let's read together this morning. Luke chapter 10, Jesus sends out his disciples. The Lord now chose 72 other disciples. Order, okay, so apart from the 12, he chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. These were his instruction to them. We don't have their names, but we can tell, okay, a lot of them, we can tell them immediately because as soon as Acts of the Apostles starts, you can see them rising up to the surface rising up as the deacons and and then silas and a lot of them that you have there you know uh, join hands with the disciples um, the apostles to lead since this was instruction to them the harvest is great but the workers are few 
So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his field. Lord, we ask you this morning that you send workers, laborers into the field so that the harvest will not, will not perish. Lord, we pray this morning in the name of Jesus. Verse 3 says, Now go and remember that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. And this is very important. Jesus says, Now go and remember that I am sending you. Yes, we have this, we have this proverb in the Yoruba language that you fear, you reverence more the one who sent you than the one that you are sent to. Okay? Um, you're not afraid of whoever you are sent to because of the one who sent you. Here, Jesus says, I am sending you. If he is sending us, he is going to back us up. Yes, very important we note, we remember that. He says, I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. Don't take any money with you, not a traveler's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals. And don't stop to greet anyone on the road. Don't stop to greet anyone on the road. Whenever you enter someone's home, first say, May God's peace be on this house. If those who live there are peaceful, the blessing will stand. If they are not, the blessing will return. Hmm. Since don't move around from home to home, no, don't do that. Stay in one place. Jesus says, stay in one place, eating and drinking what they provide. Don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve their pay. Did you hear that? Don't, don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserves, deserve their pay. If your pastors work, if your evangelists work, the apostles, you know, our leaders in our midst, they work, administrators, teachers, they work, they deserve their pay. Verse 8 says, if you enter a town and it welcomes you, eat whatever is set before you, heal the sick, and tell them the kingdom of God is near you now. Hmm. It says, but if a town refuses to welcome you, go out into its, its street and say, we wipe even the dust of your town from our feet to show that, you, that we have abandoned you to your fate. And know this, the kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is near. I assure you, even wicked Sodom will be better off than such a town on Judgment Day. Okay, so on Judgment Day, mm, Jesus says, Sodom and Gomorrah will receive less punishment, okay, compared to these people who reject the Son of God. 13 says, What sorrow awaits you, Chorazin and Bethsaida? For if the miracles I did in you had been done in wicked Tyre and Sidon, their people would have repented of their sins long ago, clothing themselves in bolab and throwing ashes on their heads to show their remorse. Says, Yes, Tyre and Sidon will be better off on judgment day than you. And you people of Capernaum, 
will you be honored in heaven? No, you will go down to the place, you will go down to the place of, of the dead. Okay, so I, like I always say, the place of the dead in some translation is translated as Hades. Okay, so Hades is simply translated for some, okay, in some context, you know, as the place of the dead, where the dead are kept in wait until the judgment. It says, then he said to his disciples, his disciples, verse 16, anyone who accepts your message is also accepting me. And anyone who rejects you is rejecting me. And anyone who rejects me is rejecting God who sent me. Hmm? It's as simple. You reject his message, you have rejected Jesus. You reject Jesus, you have rejected the Father. Yes, because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except they come through Jesus. 17 says that when the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. You see that? The demons obeyed us when obey us when we use your name yes he told them i saw satan fall from heaven like lightning i think if we are cognizant of this only luke records this 72 okay matthew and mark so far did not mention jesus sending out 72 only the sending out of the 12. he says i saw satan fall from heaven like lightning luke I have given you authority over all the powers, the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. I love this. Jesus says, look, I have given you, just like he told them that I am sending you. He says, I have given you. You have it. You have the authority authority over all the power of the enemy and you can okay it doesn't mean we have to many times but in the instance where there is a confrontation you can walk especially when you have to exact the authority of the kingdom you have to deliver someone from the the bondage of the devil jesus says you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them nothing will injure you 20 but don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you rejoice because your names are registered in the book of life understand jesus's message this morning the more important one is that your name is written in the book of life that's the one to rejoice it is because your name is written in the book of life that is why you are able okay to command in the name of Jesus and evil spirits obey you okay so it is not jumping around and uh, the signs and wonders that are happening rejoice because your name your names are written are registered in heaven in the book of life like we know revelations will eventually tell us next Jesus' prayer of thanksgiving at that same time Jesus was filled 
with the joy of the Holy Spirit. And he said, so Luke captures this just like John will capture it. Again, Matthew and Mark did not reference this. O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. It pleases God, okay, to confound the wisdom of the wise, okay, with foolishness, with children. That's why Jesus said, you want to be great in the kingdom of heaven, become like these little children. Jesus says here, thank you, Father, for hiding these things from those who think they are wise, they are clever, they are smart. He says, and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. Verse 22. Jesus says, my Father has entrusted everything to me. Everything, listen this morning, is, ent- is entrusted to the Son. Everything. Salvation, you know, judgment day, everything is entrusted to to the sun. You can't gain anything. You can't get anywhere in this kingdom without a relationship with the sun. Without a relationship with Jesus, my father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the son except the father and no one truly knows the father except the son and those to whom the son chooses to reveal him. You can't know the Father unless the Son reveals Him to you. 23, then when they were alone, He turned to the disciples and said, when they were alone, the 72 have moved on, then He turned to the disciples and said, blessed are the eyes, blessed are the eyes that see what you have seen. I tell you, many prophets and kings longed to see what you see. But they didn't see it, and they longed to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. I'm telling you, if David had the opportunity to experience what the disciples are experiencing, I can, I can tell you it would have been glorious. So kings looked and longed for this moment. Abraham, Isaac longed for this moment when they would see the Messiah, but they didn't, at least. In their physical form, they didn't see Jesus. Jesus says, blessed, blessed are your eyes and blessed are your ears. He says, they longed to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. Let's next, we go to the most important commandment. One day, an expert in religious law, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, What does the law of Moses say? Why not just go with what the law says? Then when I am true with what I am doing, I will give you the syllabus of what you need to do to be, you know, to obtain eternal life. Jesus asked him, What does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? Because everything is about interpretation. The man answered, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, 
and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. I promise you, this man has had Jesus before. Okay, because only Jesus ever responded this way and gave a, a, uh, a solid the merging of the two together. Jesus said the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, so this man definitely has had Jesus before, but he came to test him as his language changed. Now that he is more successful, as his language changed, is he a different person? But Jesus responds, verse 28, right, Jesus told him, do this and you will live. You love God, you love people, do it, you will receive, you will obtain eternal, eternal life. The man, as at this time, okay, <laughs> you want eternal life in the New Testament, you come to Jesus. And then give your life to Jesus, love God, and then love people. The man wanted to justify his action. So he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? Abby, <laughs> I can understand that I should love the Lord my God with all my heart, all my soul, all my strength, and all my mind, and my neighbor as myself. But who and who is my neighbor? The man asks. So Jesus tells him the parable of the Good Samaritan. Verse 13. Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, by chance, so it's by chance. By chance, a priest came along. But when he saw the man lying there, he crossed the, to the other side of the road and passed him by. A priest, okay? A priest who works in the temple, who is a minister of God, if you want to use it in that context, sees this man and crossed to the other, to the other side of the road and passed him by. And the reason is clear, right? He is a priest. If he touches the man, uh, he would have defied himself. And so that is the end of ministration that day and possibly for the next seven days. Okay? So he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. Next, a temple assistant walked over and looked at him. Okay? He at least moved closer. He walked over. And the priest just saw him on this side and crossed over to the other side before his anointing will be defiled. A temple assistant at least walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side, okay? He went to pass by on the other side for the same reason. If he is defiled, he will not be allowed to, to serve in the temple. Then a despised Samaritan came along and when he saw the man he felt compassion for him going over to him the Samaritan suited, suited his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them then he put the man he put the man on his own donkey and took, and took him to an inn where he took care of him the next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins two silver coins telling him Take care of this man. If the bill runs higher than this, I will pay you the next time I am here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor 
to the man who was attacked by bandits. It's clear, right? Aha. Those lawyers you say love your neighbor as yourself. Your neighbor is anyone who needs you. Simple as that. He says, now which of these three would you say was neighbor to the, to the man who was attacked by bandits? Jesus asked. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, yes now, yes, now go and do the same. Next, Jesus visited Martha and Mary. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, does it seem, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here? She just sits here while I do all the work. Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. What did Mary discover? Spending time in the presence of God. That was what Mary discovered. Jesus says it will not, it will not be, it will not be taken away from her. You are bothered about things that do not count. They do not matter eventually. Hallelujah. Let's move to Luke chapter 11. And now we are going to run teaching about prayer. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples to pray. So beyond teaching, John also taught his disciples to pray. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. He wasn't giving them a template. He wasn't giving them the words to pray. He was just giving them a template, okay, on how to pray. And really, Jesus tells them, this is how you should pray. Father, that is prayer. Father, it starts with a relationship with God. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need. And forgive us our sins as we forgive and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. Don't let us yield to temptation. He says, then, teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. So beyond teaching them the templates, he teaches them with this story. So you want to know how to pray, how to improve your prayer life, listen to what Jesus has to say in, from verse 5. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread and you, you say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. Seven. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me, the door is locked for the night and my family and I are in bed. I can't help you, but I tell you this. Listen to, this is how prayer works. If you want your prayer to be effective, verse eight. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, for relationship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. That's how you grow your prayer life. 
persistence shameless persistence verse 9 says and i tell you keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for keep on seeking and you will find keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you for everyone listen everyone who asks receives everyone who seeks finds and to everyone who knocks the door will be opened wow persistence in the prayer of pra- in the place of prayer that's how we grow w- when we pray we continue pressing into the presence of god we continue asking god okay for sometimes for this one thing for sometimes just to know him better to hear his voice every day we're not asking him for really daily bread or anything like that we are just saying father that's how to grow in the place of prayer hmm? Jesus says the door will be opened, guaranteed. And and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. 11 says, you father, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Hmm? It's one of his most wonderful gifts to us. The Holy Spirit. He will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Next, Jesus and the Prince of Demons. Remember how they called him? That he was casting out demon, devils using the, the name of the Prince of Demons. One day, Jesus cast out a demon from a man who couldn't speak. And when the demon was gone, the man began to speak. The crowd were amazed, verse 15, but some of them said, no wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Hmm. Others trying to test Jesus demanded he shows them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. He knew their thoughts, okay? He knew their intention, their plans. He knew their thoughts. So he said, any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A family splintered by feuding will fall apart. You say, I am empowered by Satan. But if Satan is divided and fighting against himself, how can his kingdom survive? Not possible. I'm telling you, Satan will never cast out Satan. He might pretend to, but he will always leave the back door open. <laughs> how can He says, how can his kingdom survive? 19. And if I am empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcist? They cast out demons too, right? (laughs) So they will condemn you for what you have said. Because really, the person that they were accusing is the Holy Spirit. Hmm? Says, But if I am casting out demons by the power of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. That is how you cast out demons by the power of God. Jesus just told us the secret. Says, For when a strong man is fully harmed and guard and guards his palace, his possessions are safe until someone even stronger attacks and overpowers him, strips him of his weapon and carries off his belonging. Anyone who isn't with me opposes me, and anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into a, into the desert searching for rest, but when it finds none, it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds that its former home is all swept and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than, than itself. 
and they all enter the person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. Demons try to live in people, okay? 27, as he was speaking, a woman in the crowd called out, God bless your mother and the womb from which you came and the breast that nursed you. Jesus replied, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. It is not physical <laughs> birth that is important. It is the spiritual one. Everyone who hears the word of God and puts it into practice. Verse 29, as the crowds pressed in on Jesus, he said, this evil generation keeps asking me to show them a miraculous sign. But the only sign I will give them is the sign of Jonah. Who happened? What happened to him was a sign to the people of Nineveh that God has sent him. What happens to the, happens to the Son of Man will be a sign to these people that he was sent by God. You see why the disciples were telling them? Why they were going everywhere preaching that Jesus, after three days, had risen from the dead? Because it was going to be a sign to the people of this world. Verse 31, the queen of Sheba will stand up against this generation on judgment day and condemn it. For she came from a distant land to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Now someone greater than Solomon is here, but you refuse to listen. The people of Nineveh will also stand up against this generation on judgment day and condemn it. For they repented of their sins at the preaching of Jonah. Now someone greater than Jonah is here, but you refuse to repent. Says no one lights a lamp and then hides it or puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. 34. Your high, your high is, a, is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your high is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when it is unhealthy, your body is filled with darkness. Make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. If you are filled with light, with no dark corners, then your whole life will be radiant. As though a flood light were, fill, were filling you with light. I love that. Let me read it again. 36. If, you're, if you are filled with light, the light of the word of God, with no dark corners, then your whole life will be radiant. Did you hear that? As though a flood light were filling you with light. Next, Jesus criticizes the religious leaders. As Jesus was speaking, one of the Pharisees invited him home for a meal. So he went in and took his place at the table. His host was amazed to see that he sat down to eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony required by Jewish custom. Remember, Simon invited him and that woman was cleaning his foot. And Simon was, these are just the, what the Pharisees did. Then the Lord said to me, You Pharisees are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the, and, and the dish, but inside you are filled full of greed and wickedness. Wow! He says, Fools, didn't God make the inside as well as the outside? So clean the inside by giving gifts to the poor, and you will be clean all over. Wow! He says, What sorrow awaits you, Pharisees? For you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens. But you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. Jesus wasn't saying that we shouldn't tithe. He says you should tithe. He says, but do not neglect the more important things. 43. What sorrow awaits you, Pharisees, for you love to sit in the seats of honor in the synagogue and receive respectful greetings as you walk in the marketplace. Yes, what sorrow awaits you? For you are like eating graves in the field. 
people walk over them without knowing the corruption they are stepping on. A teacher said an expert in religious law, you have insulted us too in what you just said. Yes, said Jesus, what sorrow also awaits you, expert in religious law, for you crush people with unbearable religious demand and you never lift a finger to ease the burden. What sorrow awaits you, for you build monuments for the prophets, your own ancestors killed long ago. But in fact, you stand as witnesses who agree with what your ancestor did. They killed the prophets, and you join in their crime by building the monuments. This is what God, this is what God in his wisdom said about you. I will send prophets and apostles to them. He says, I will send prophets and apostles to them, but they will kill some and persecute the others. As a result, this generation will be held responsible for the murder of all God's prophets from the creation of the world, from the murder of Abel. Abel was a prophet. From the murder of a- from the murder of Abel to the murder of Zachariah, who was killed between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, it will it will certainly be charged against this generation. What sorrow awaits you, expert in religious law, for you remove the key to knowledge from the people. You see that they were not telling the people the truth. The secrets, they were hiding it. It says you remove the key to knowledge from the people. You don't enter the kingdom yourself and you prevent others from entering. As Jesus was living, wow, what massive criticism. As Jesus was living, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees became hostile and tried to provoke him with many questions. They wanted to trap him into saying something they could use against him wow okay so we finished chapter 11 i don't know what you pick from this chapter but for me it has to be jesus telling martha 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 why are you bothered by all these things eh money eh, we must get married eh, we must buy a car we must do this we must do that martha eh? mary has found what is important it is staying in the presence of God. Father, we pray this morning, teach us to cherish your presence. Teach us to spend time in your presence, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Teach us to love you more and more in the name of Jesus, to cherish your presence, to know you better and better in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.